What's up, geeks? My name is Kev. This is the Geek-Centric Podcast, and today we're coming at you like a tomahawk on a rope for our spoiler-free review of Prey. If it bleeds, we can kill it. The movie will be crash-landing on Hulu and Disney Plus on August 5th, but we're here with our early thoughts to let you know if this movie is worth hunting down or if you should cover yourself in mud and avoid it altogether. A huge thanks to Disney Plus Canada for shooting this one over to us early. Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of TV, movies, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Of course, I could never give you all the blood-dripping details of this movie on my own. Joining me on the program are a couple of fierce podcast warriors who won't be made to look like suckers. I love working with these two gents because they are some good-looking motherfuckers. <laughs> J-Law, Nate, how we doing, gentlemen? And are we ready to head back to colonial times and try to survive against a deadly alien hunter? Get to Yo, the chopper! I am ready. Get Let's to the chop. Is Let's... that one of the lines? Is that a that's one of the ones <laughs> from the movie? That's a classic Arnie. Yep. <laughs> is that from Predator? You got though? one is of that... them. Yeah. That's a Predator. Yep. That's, oh that's wow. Where it's from, man. Okay. I know more than I thought I did. Amazing. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you you Absolutely. you totally looked it up online. Don't no, even. No, I swear, dude. I swear. <laughs> I was gonna say if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like, uh, but I, I you already stole that line, Kevin. So you're good. <laughs> I did. I apologize. I I had to uh, slip it in there somewhere. Um, but uh, as I mentioned off the top here, uh, today we are uh, here to discuss 20th Century Studios' Prey. Have a spoiler-free discussion about the newest entry in the Predator franchise. Uh, this is an all-new action thriller set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. It's the story of a young woman, Naru, a fierce and highly skilled warrior who has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains. So, when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. Praise directed by Dan Trachenberg and written by Patrick Asen. The film features a cast comprised almost entirely of Native and First Nations talent, including Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, Stormy Kip, Michelle Thrush, Julian Black Antelope, and Dane DeLiegro as The Predator. Um, and so I thought before we got started with our thoughts on the movie, uh, it would be good to sort of establish our history or familiarity uh, with the Predator franchise. Of course, this is the seventh entry into the film franchise, even though if you were to watch it chronologically, it would be the first. But uh, in terms of release, so you had 1987's Predator, 1990's Predator 2, 2004's Alien vs. Predator, 2007's AVP. Then you skip ahead a little bit to uh, 2010's uh, Predators, and finally 2018's uh, Shane Black's uh, The Predator. Uh, and so, uh, Justin, I'll ask you first, how many of those six films had you seen before watching Prey? Well, I actually saw the original two, so 1987 and the 1990, um, which were classics. I think I saw I saw Alien vs. Predator, the first one. I think I saw that with you, actually, when we were 
much younger. You know, I I've I, I wouldn't call myself a huge Predator fan. I've I've always found it interesting. Uh, I thought it was just an inter- interesting reaction in the early '80s to come out with this sort of uh, sci-fi slasher esque combo with aliens. Uh, you know, sort of creature horror. Uh, which which definitely had like a slasher vibe to it. So I thought of it always as as kind of a mirror to the horror genre, but with a lot more sci-fi uh, infused into it. Um, that being said, this this didn't disappoint. Nice, uh, and we will uh, definitely get into uh, why you think it succeeded in that manner. Uh, Nate, how about yourself? How uh, how familiar with the uh, dreadlocked? hunter uh are you i uh honestly i've seen the poster for alien versus predator uh that's about it uh i i've not watched any of the predator films i know of the character i think i know of the character from things like family guy or like the simpsons or just different iterations of parodies of the character uh so getting into this and and kind of getting into this with fresh eyes was uh was really cool and and it's it's made me want to kind of go in and and see what people suggest as the better of the the Predator franchise because I've heard that not all of them are uh phenomenal um so definitely I would not. uh yeah so I I definitely kind of you know if anything I think this is a great uh stepping off point for for people who might you know want to get into the franchise uh but might not be you know familiar with it so I think this is a great way to kind of this this got me hyped uh and ready to to watch more of this uh this creature uh, so yeah, man, I I'm uh, I I enjoyed it. Awesome, and you, you you're so right that if you hadn't seen or haven't seen any of the Predator films, this is a perfect place to start mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, you know this takes place before any of the previous six movies, so you could almost watch this, and then whether you wanted to watch the next six or based on recommendations from people, go and watch two or three of them. You could do it in chronological order, um, and I mean. The nice thing about this is if you're new to the franchise, it establishes who, what the character is and, and what it's all about pretty simply without needing to know any of the backstory. Whereas if you're somebody like myself who's seen them all, really, really enjoys them, it perfectly follows the mythology that's been created for the character. And so the the, the Predator's motivations are really easily understood and, and they make sense for, for somebody like myself who's seen them all. Um, I'm a big Predator guy. I love the the sort of canon that they've built up of the character and and even even the movies such as the Alien versus Predator movies that don't that aren't very good at all they still do a cool job of establishing what the character is about and furthering the 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 sort of lore and and legend of the character so uh, the char- I, I mean I'm not trying to refer to the Predator as a singular character because there are lots of them but the species of the Predator um again is is really it's it's fleshed out really nicely over the 30 40 plus years of films that they've they've done so far so uh again we're here to talk about prey so gents let's dive right in what worked about the film i think you kind of even this discussion the three of us kind of talking about this and seeing your passion kevin for the franchise and seeing how uh, happy you are with with the representation of uh the the yautja uh, I'm looking it up as the name of the species. Thank you. Uh, See, yeah. you already know more than me. <laughs> yeah, there you. we go. Uh, but but yeah, I think I think this movie, from what I understand and from what I'm hearing from you, is encapsulating uh, a lot of what people who are big fans of the franchise love. But I think more importantly, its best aspect is capturing the 
Comanche nations and capturing the culture. Uh, and I think that was the first thing that really stuck out to me was we get to hear them speak in Comanche at certain points in the film. Um, I think it's really cool how they're going to be offering it uh, available in a full Comanche dialogue track. I do. The only thing I will say, I kind of wish that it was the other way around. I kind of wish they had like a dubbed English version because um, I know, I guess, like the I don't think the mouths will match up because I don't think they reshot all the scenes with with different mouths. So, so I I would uh, I really wish it was the other way around. But it it was just so cool to see uh, the the extent at which they really really paid attention to all the details and they they brought on people that are uh, aware of. Uh, that specific culture and, and, and consulted them. So I think it was really cool. And I think it's important how much attention they paid to not only, again, the predator the, you know, itself and the, that origin story, uh, but also for the, the culture it represented. Yeah, I think the representation is is a huge part of the success of this movie. And, you know, taking what seemingly seems like uh, a futuristic character like the predator and putting him 300 years in the past of, of our history and uh, juxtaposing uh, him with uh, indigenous culture to understand the difference of, of hunters and warriors and what that looks like. I think that mm -hmm. was so smart. It, it plays into the simplicity of the story and keeping it focused on a core theme to the predator and that is the hunt um, and the sport of it at versus where we see our, our Comanche nation uh, represented as hunting for survival. So I think it was, it was really smart for them to take these, these, the, these, these juxtaposing cultures, if you will, from, from a, an alien race to an indigenous race and really pit them against each other to show the comparisons and the differences between them. Well, and, and something I read after watching the, the movie was that the filmmakers were committed to creating a film that provides an accurate portrayal of the Comanche and brings a level of authenticity that rings true to its indigenous peoples. Uh, and I know that uh, producer Jane Myers, who's an acclaimed filmmaker, Sundance fellow, and member of the Comanche Nation herself, uh, is already known for her attention and dedication to films surrounding the Comanche and Blackfeet nations. And so her passion for honoring the legacies of the the native communities is, is something that she really does strive for in her filmmaking. Um, and I could really see that throughout the film, not just with, you know, the, the casting um, and, and their performances, but also just the settings and events of the film. It just it, it was so cool to see this advanced species brought even further back into the the evolution and technological development of the human race and, and see how, you know, the, not only the human characters, but the alien character itself, uh, you know, adapted to those situations. And so did that work for you guys as well? Did you get that authentic feel from from the, the, the sets and, and the action itself felt very authentic to that time period. Surrounding it in nature really helped to elevate the story. And also the look of this predator felt very primal. It felt very not necessarily as futuristic as we would what we would have seen in the 1987 or even uh, later in, in the 2018. But, but this predator felt very uh, in the past. Uh, it, it didn't seem or look uh, to be as advanced as what we would see later. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that they kind of pulled back on the the predator's experience and the predator's technology to show us uh, a more uh, a predator from the past i i did but yeah just to call that out i i absolutely that was one of the the visual things that i loved about the movie i think 
it's absolutely stunning sprawling vistas we get mountainscapes giant like big golden fields like it's it's mm-hmm. a beautiful movie while staying so simple and so focused at the same time it doesn't spend too much time you know like walking slowly through these environments but we do get some brief moments of of sort of levity for naru uh where you know we get to see her and and these these giant landscapes and i thought it, it was such a i was like i want to be watching this in the theater so bad i wish this was in a theater um because yeah. i i would have loved to have seen it on the big screen but to to the point of uh of the the predator just seeing not only and i don't know correct me if i'm wrong because i've not seen the movies but is it a thing that he does like seeing him uh adapt to the fighting styles seeing him adapt to the weaponry used against him and then sort of mirroring that was so cool throughout the movie and you're right justin he does take on uh more of a um you know primitive he, he, he primitive sort of uh, style to him as well because I think that's what he's seeing he's seeing like okay who are the number one warriors on this uh, on this planet that I've arrived on and how can I intimidate them the way that they would be intimidated um, I think it was just it was such a unique touch I don't know if they've done that in the other predator movies but it, it was really creative and I really liked it added so much more to that character I mean they've they've certainly touched on I mean that's kind of the whole basis of the character is okay. yeah, that exactly. they live for the hunt but they have yeah. never in my experience shown it quite like that i mean the, the 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 growing scale of this predator's sort of uh conquests um you know throughout the movie it's such a cool idea uh, and it's such a great way to not only show us as the audience but let our our main character naru sort of understand what she's up against at the same time um, and so, you know, speaking of Nauru, I thought the the performance in this oh my gosh, uh, yeah. performances in this movie, in particular from uh, Amber Mid Thunder, and then also from uh, Dakota Beavers, uh, I thought the performances were terrific. Their relationship was great. Uh, there was a lot more heart and and humor than I, I think I was expecting to get out of this. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's that's very accurate. I I think. Amber Midthunder, uh, you know, she committed to the role of protagonist and hero. She leaned into those action scenes. She she did what was asked of her, and she did it flawlessly. There is some great, great moments in this movie uh, where she really shines in, in those actions, but then she really does also shine in those quiet, more emotional moments where she is kind of, uh, you know, with her own thoughts. Um, her story seems so relevant for today, uh, given the fact that we are talking about a story in the past, to see uh, a woman who doesn't want to necessarily be oppressed or held down by what others expect of her, but wanting to go her own way. And there's actually a really beautiful shot that very much captures that. I, I feel like having her thrive to be the hunter, to to, to be the, the one that bests the predator, I think that was so fitting given her you know, emotional self-discovery journey that she goes on in this in this movie. It just it fit really well, and it really did give you a, a satisfying payoff. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I rarely do uh, on this podcast is I'm gonna throw some shade at Star Wars right now, uh, and uh, and actually just sort of you know when we look at a a, a a female protagonist who is our our lead character, we look at someone like Rey and how. I think it's a big uh, point of contention for the fandom of how quickly she gets those force powers, how quickly she's a badass, and how quickly she's just a perfect, phenomenal Jedi. And we don't get to see too much of her struggles. I think 
you know, Amber Midthunder was so captivating in this movie. Um, I love her as Carrie in Legion. I think she just got such a captivating look. Her eyes, uh, there's a reason that they're like the main poster for this movie because they're just absolutely, you get lost in them. But I think the the seeing her how her character was written was so realistic we get to see her stumble over and over and over and over again in this movie and she's not instantly a badass she's not an arnold schwarzenegger like you know no, superhero she's learning, yeah. right she's learning and i love that about the the character for her i love how it's just so so much more realistic um, and it really made me want to root for her even more, getting to see her struggle through uh, through some of the things she struggles because she's going up against a freaking like alien master race thing. Like you know, like she's it's it's it makes sense that she's not just going to be able to you know be so uh, adept at taking this thing down. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think the movie does such a good job of establishing this character that you care about her. You're genuinely concerned for her, mm-hmm. especially as. The, the film simultaneously builds up this predator warrior as an absolute force to be reckoned with, uh, which kind of brings me to uh, I, my second favorite aspect of the film, which was the action. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the, 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 the predator films of the past have struggled to find a balance between good action, uh, an appropriate level of gore, and making that all meaningful. Obviously, the original is the standard to which they're all held, and that movie had terrific 80s-style action with great R-rated 80s-style gore. Then you got into Predator 2, um, which which really capitalized on the gore, but the action didn't live up to the yeah, standards exactly. necessary to facilitate that gore. And then... What, what really hurt the Alien versus Predator movies was that they didn't go for an R rating, I guess, to increase theatrical audience size. And if you're not seeing these Predators killing and ripping and maiming, like, what is the point, really? And so I thought this had the right level of violence, the right level of gore, and then just from one-shot badassery to just really creative kills and everything and an abundance of them that was the best part you got so many uh i just thought the action was top notch yeah the action was top notch and it it really does own the action thriller genre in its best representation of of how the action is treated like you're saying kevin um the gore wasn't over the top but it was well handled there's this great one take action sequence that happens that is is mesmerizing and i'm just glad that they were able to breathe so much different type of action into this movie that it didn't feel cookie cutter or shoved in for the purpose because i think you're right kevin i think the the strength of the first one is is again very much the strength of this one which is the simplicity of the story and and who it's focused on and here it is very much the simplicity of 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 the hunt very much like it was in the first one so it throughout the rest of the franchise it, it did kind of struggle on finding its footing how to tell that story uh, without forcing it to just feel like it needs to evolve. It needs to get bigger. It needs to get bigger and be bogged down by this idea of trying to make the next one always bigger where, you know, this one just embraces the simplicity and owns the best parts like the action and the intensity that the action can give in moments. But I love that the action is still brought forth through the Predator's arsenal. Like, you know, granted, we are talking about, um, I guess, the earliest version of of the Predator, of the Yautja, uh, that we might have seen uh, on film. But I, I think it's it's kind of cool that we, we 
we he's not just you know using the stuff around him he is using like a full arsenal of really cool um sci-fi but also very they're not you know it's not all laser weapons it's not all like it's not all uh, you know laser bolts and guns and stuff like that like it's a really visceral and very physical uh performance by Dane uh, Deliegro as well who I just wanted to shout out as like brings the heat like it's it, he's terrifying like he's actually terrifying and especially for a character that for a lot of the times on screen you don't really see you kind of see uh and i liked how they did that too like i, I guess that is more of a staple of the character i i know he goes invisible yeah. a lot um but i i think it was cool the moments they chose to to show off the character and when they chose to kind of hold back i thought it was really well done um but yeah man i i I dug the action on this and I liked that it wasn't all like the 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 threat and and Naru's experiences weren't all from just the predator. There's other threats involved and there's threats even just within the environment that she's in uh that we get to see highlighted in the movie as well. And I just think it was it's it's just really cool that they didn't just focus it on solely on uh on the predator as well for as great as he was. Uh 100%. Uh, I I do love that you bring up, you know, that Oftentimes the Predator character is invisible and it always just makes me think how Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to play the role in the original film but didn't like that, you know, he wouldn't be seen for most of the movie and then even <laughs> when he was on camera he was under a mask and he and he split the production, you know, but it does take a very talented physical presence to to bring this character to life and make it work especially when so much of the focus is on on the character uh it's itself and so yeah terrific job there um nate you always like to uh mention uh music or soundtrack uh yeah. you know uh, score what did you think of it in this this movie yeah, I, I don't. So I, one of the big things that I'm a huge fan of that I didn't quite get from this movie uh, was a sense of themes. Um, I love character themes in movies, and I think it could have really helped to get uh, a theme, maybe, you know, a Naru theme or a Tabe theme or a Predator theme. I, and maybe I missed it, maybe because I'm not familiar with the Predator franchise. Maybe I missed some sort of musical influence, but I just didn't feel a, a ton of uh, theming. I did get, though, the... I did feel the the it, there's a lot of traditional uh, Comanche Nation music instrumentation done, um, and I think it's there to set the mood. I at no point in time did I ever find the the music or lack of music distracting, so that was good. I think the vibe was was brought by the soundtrack, um, but I I didn't. There was nothing incredibly memorable about it. Um, I think I was just so captivated by. Naru and her story that I didn't really pick up on anything too much from the soundtrack. That's such an interesting point that you bring up that, you know, you have this franchise that dates all the way back to 1987. And I really don't think there is that classic yeah. predator, you know, theme or, or score that because it's all about the like, click, 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 click sound, yeah, right? Like he's that's almost his own soundtrack, the character yeah. itself. But you know, all those movies from the eighties, they, they all have that theme that you can all sing, even if you've never seen the movie and predator yeah. just really isn't that. Uh, but so I, I think it's not so much that the, the soundtrack was, was, didn't work. It's just that it, it wasn't the, the, the focus of, of the, the movie itself. Um, yeah. Were there elements that didn't work for either of you? I think um, the very first thing that I sort of noted, because uh, I like to keep notes when I when I do these reviews, uh, I did think... 
as great as the visuals of the Predator were and kept getting, I did think the initial, very first early looks at the, uh, like, the, we we get to see the ship uh, in, you know, kind of in an invisible version of the ship. <laughs> we get to sort of see the ship in the sky. I did find that the visuals, and then I think there's, like, a moment with, like, a deer running where I just sort of was, like, uh, that kind of pulled me out of it. But then they sort of move away from that to a certain degree where it, it didn't bother me enough uh, at all because I think they do do a great job of, of sort of um, pushing more towards the the uh, physical and, and practical elements of the world that Naru is in and, and of the, the forest and, and what have you. But yeah, there, there's, some, there's some instances involving different animals, let's say, uh, where I was just like, I, th- I think the CGI could have been stepped up a little bit better, but at the same time, not enough to kind of really pull me out of the experience. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that there was... Uh, some specific moments uh, definitely off top uh, at the beginning of this movie that felt very, you know, the graphics felt very, you know, TV, uh, made for TV, yes. if you will. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have movie. any other issues, though, with this movie. I think it's uh, it's it's flawless, in, in my opinion, other than than some minor uh, CGI issues. Nice. I, I'd be on the same page. That's where that's where it felt like a, a made for streaming movie was those early, really CGI heavy shots. And and I think with the story they're telling, they almost had to rely on those shots to establish the Predator in yeah. the beginning. And unfortunately, I don't know if the budget was there for that. There's there's a shot of the, the semi-transparent Predator using his hands on something, and they just look oversized and goofy, like, like, the, like the actor was wearing big silly gloves like mickey hands almost right uh, it just it, it that is where it, once they are able to shift into that that more practical side of things you wouldn't know that you weren't watching a theater budgeted you know action spectacle movie and and that's where it, when it really starts to shine so yeah and i think you know maybe they know listen we only need to rely on it for five or six shots before we can get to the more practical stuff so yeah. let's not let's not put our attention there and if that meant that they did focus on the elements that we've liked about the movie then i'm fine with that slight sacrifice towards the beginning of the film you know it's it's not often that we get to talk about a reboot or a reboot quill or, or, you know, that nostalgic 80s franchise relaunch or a prequel, anything like that in such a positive light. Like, what, a, what an accomplishment. Um, I, think, I think we've sort of outlined what we felt about the film. I think these are going to be some pretty positive scores. Uh, so I think at this point it's time to, you already stole this line, but I'm using it again anyways, get to the chopper and give our final <laughs> thoughts and scores for the film. Uh, today we'll be doing that on a scale of one to five blood-soaked skull trophies. Yeah, I, I, I think to echo what we've already been saying, as you said, Kevin, positive things. Uh, this movie is awesome. It's simple, yet uh, completely imaginative and, and fresh, like you were saying, Nate. It's both vicious and gorgeous, um, and it's an action thriller at its best. It has all the, the horror qualities of the past Predator films uh, with a very new self-contained story that you know, keeps it focused on the theme of the hunt uh, and, and, and putting this 
again, otherwise very futuristic character in a more simple, uh, primitive time only highlights the qualities that the predator is is one who who hunts for sport versus uh, the Kamachi tribe who who hunt to survive. And you know we talked about it extensively already, but the representation of the indigenous culture uh, of Kamachi Nation uh, and its people, its code, it's it's it was it was so well handled and and so authentic, and it is the authenticity of of this movie, um, very much so. And and Amber Mid Thunder is absolutely outstanding she is she is you know just killer as the hero and protagonist and she really does lean into all of the qualities of of what's asked of her in this role from the intense action moments to the emotional stuff i think in many ways this this movie is is the best parts of of the classic horror slasher creature genres that we know from the 80s uh, that inspired what what predator is and 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 the sci-fi vibes um while keeping it again as as you were saying nate you know with director um, Dan Trechenberg, I think that this is an excellent example of how you take a, a franchise that is so so lost in its way and 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 immersed in in trying to always elevate, elevate, elevate to the next, and just keep it simple, keep it focused, take it back to the the roots of what makes what makes it successful, and tell a very authentic story, and. Yeah, I think that all just speaks volumes as to why this movie is such a success. So um, I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5 blood-soaked skull trophies. Nice. Nice, nice. I like it. That's that's like elite predator level there. You know, if you were <laughs> if you were measuring the kill, that's that's not some little snake skull. That's a bear skull of a score. Uh, <laughs> Nate, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, as Justin was just putting there, I think the entire cast, um, who almost all of them are... Uh, of uh, you know, they're they're almost all of them are Native American um, and and of the Comanche Nation. Um, I think it's again the commitment to that culture, but also I think again the commitment for fans of the Predator franchise and just being able to balance both while still being re- respectful um, to to the culture. I think is absolutely phenomenal here. And again, it's as I was saying, it's it's a it's a great sort of, uh, you know, I think a lot of filmmakers and a lot of directors and a lot of storytellers should look to to this movie uh, to sort of see, right, to how to how to not only infuse different cultures that need to be represented on screen more, but at the same time, be able to respectfully have fun and bring back some older franchises. I think it's just a great representation of that. Um, I think giving us this you know, uh, incredible atmosphere. Uh, the way the movie is shot is just so well done. Um, and, and the camera work, I think is something we didn't quite highlight, but it's just, it's just, it, it, no point in time was I ever feeling like it wasn't looking in the right direction. If, if that makes sense, like it kind of just felt like it flowed so well. Um, and it's again, giving us this truly terrifying adversary in, in, what ostensibly is like a David and Goliath-esque sort of uh, tale, uh, and just the right amount of time as well. The movie doesn't overstay its welcome. An hour and 39 minutes is perfect for this. And it it honestly, I think uh, Dan Trachenberg got the, he, he got it like the first movie that I saw him do was 10 Cloverfield Lane. And again, you have a movie that's a very simple story, female lead who uh, is overcoming uh, a you know a huge obstacle, uh, and and in different ways, obviously Cloverfield Lane being a very different movie, but still following um, you know a similar trajectory for its uh, its protagonist. I just 
I loved this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually watched it once and a half times because I was like, before we started this review, I'm like, I'm just going to put it back on. And I was there watching it again um, and just watching some of the key scenes and some of the best moments. And um, yeah, I just think, again, I've never watched any of the Predator movies, but this this felt like to me that this could either be a great singular adventure and just don't touch it and don't, don't do anything with it and I'd be okay with it. But I'd, I'd honestly... I kind of would also be okay if Dan Trachenberg and Amber Midthunder uh, got back together to do more of this, whether it be in like some sort of limited series or even a short film or what have you. Um, I think this could be a fantastic stepping off point for the franchise. And I think if you wanted to, you could you could make this into uh, more than just this movie. But I, I go back and forth on like whether I want that to happen or not. Before I write the next four movies in this franchise, uh, I'm going to give this one uh, four and a half blood-soaked skull trophies. I really did dig this movie. I thought it ruled. Some of my favorite reviews are when we come at it at three different levels of experience with a given mm-hmm. property. And that's certainly what we've got here. And I, I think it's so... Uh, exciting uh, that, uh, you know, myself, a big fan of the Predator series, I love this movie. And so it's amazing that they were able to find a way to make this kind of story work within that framework. But then all the way to somebody like you, Nate, who's never seen a movie and you're like, not only did it work, not only did I enjoy the story I'm in, I would even like to see more of this now. I think, man, could this movie have a really positive impact on the franchise that some movies that have been released, even even 2018's um, uh, Predator and then 2010's The Predators, or Predators, I should say, which I loved, they didn't seem to captivate and, and get people interested in the franchise any more mm-hmm. than they already were. This might be that secret. Uh, and so that's really exciting. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Again, uh, I think the, the character... Uh, specifically of Naru, played by Amber uh, Mid-Thunder. I thought she was so fantastic. It's unbelievable when you can go and play a role that was made famous by Arnold Schwarzenegger 33 years uh, earlier yeah. and and bring that same kind of badass energy as the king of 80s action flicks. Like, what a compliment that is to the performance. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of the, uh, the, the, the Predator itself, just to add to the mythology... In, in the best ways that the sequels have and also in a more organic way than the worst sequels have. Uh, I think this movie's a triumph from start to finish. It's I, I was excited for it, but I didn't have the expectation that it was going to work quite as well as it did. I think we've said you know countless times already why it worked, uh, so I'll just jump right into my score here. I'm giving it uh, a 4.4 out of 5 blood-soaked skull trophies. Uh, well, there you have it, our spoiler-free review for Prey. The movie will be available on Disney Plus and Hulu on August 5th. Thanks for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us five stars, or we might just have to collect a few skull trophies of our own. Oh. Uh, we'd also love to know, are you a fan of the Predator series? Which are your favorites? And after you watch the movie, where does this rank amongst those other movies? You can let us know at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But in case that's as lame as the Alien vs. Predator movies, you can also hit us up on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. As always, we have plenty of awesome content to check out. The recent San Diego Comic-Con was a geeky delight with a ton of news, trailers, and a little bit of something for everyone. Check out our two episodes where we discuss all the details and share what we're most excited for coming out of the convention. 
Speaking of news and trailers and so much more, almost each and every week we come at you with This Week in Geek, where we discuss everything going on in the world of entertainment. Plus, we always have reviews coming your way. Check out our spoiler-free reviews for Netflix movies, The Gray Man, and Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as a review for the first season of the Apple TV Plus show, Surface. Until next time, hopefully this episode made you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus just like me, Nate, Justin. Thanks for joining me. And as we say, love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>